TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. A lot of conversations go on in the Score North prep room. You get to hear them with a cast of characters and your host, Danny Cunningham. It's Cluster Fun. Hello and welcome to Cluster Fun. It is Wednesday and Judd, I think it is raining outside. Oh, only uh, theoretically, but uh, what a what a night if you were a Minnesota sports fan last night. A day after we talked about when was Josh Donaldson going to make a decision, and I thought for sure that he was going to go back to Atlanta. I did too. And uh, hey, look, the Twins, the Twins spent. I, I love the fact that I did see on Twitter last night still, they should have addressed pitching. This is ridiculous. It's, look, all right, you can't want something, get it, and then be like, well, Eventually, they need to address their starting pitching, but this is a huge move. Nobody should sleep on the Minnesota Twins making this move. I think the biggest thing about this move is, yes, Donaldson helps their lineup and makes their lineup, which was already a really good lineup better, Yep, but it makes them so much better defensively just by the the sheer fact that Miguel Sano should never play third base this year. And Donaldson's good at third base, and so now you're pitching... You went from an awful third baseman to a good third baseman. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a big if, but if, and this is going out on on a limb because it might not happen, if Byron Buxton stays healthy, and you have have Donaldson at third and Buxton in center, your defense now and the left side of your infield is upgraded, yeah, this is a huge move. And and a four-year contract what with a fifth-year option, and I think he's guaranteed 90-plus million, and I think it might go over 100 million if he um, is kept around through that fifth year. A big contract. Does that worry you that he is not not necessarily the money because it's not coming out of your pocket, so who cares? Sure. But the fact that he is 33 years old and they just signed him to a four-year deal, it's not as if they signed a guy that's 28 in his prime, yep. signed a guy that's 33 that's essentially has missed a full season because of an injury in recently. Here's why it doesn't concern me one bit, because in my mind, and, and this is why I would expect that at some point in time they're going to have to make a trade for another top-line pitcher, they have now, this was the first nod to, in my mind, them saying, oh yeah, our window is open, our team won 101 games last year sure. in the American League Central and then got swept in the playoffs. So I don't care about his age because this signifies to me that it's an acknowledgement from the front office that they know they're really good right now. Yeah. So by trying to capitalize immediately, I, I'm not worried about I nothing drives me more nuts than saying, well, four years from now, we don't want this guy on our books because we might be good when you can be good now. Sure. So, no, I give them this is the first one, the first move that they've made this um, winter where I give them a lot of credit for pouncing on an opportunity that that presented itself. And and they certainly deserve a a ton of credit for it. And they, I think that they finally made themselves better this offseason. I think that, and I don't really know that it was much of a debate, that nothing they did prior to yesterday at 8.30 at night really improved the team. Sure, you re-signed Michael Pineda. They bolstered. Homer Bailey. Clipper Clipper bolstered. Clipper Clipper's the a solid pen. pitcher, sure. But the bullpen was not but, a problem. But it it didn't move yeah, the needle. I agree with you completely. Like, that didn't move the needle whatsoever. Nothing you, you signed. Like. You signed Rich Hill, who's basically Jamie Moyer's age. Yeah, I'm with you. You did a bunch of things, and then last night, I thought that they finally made themselves better. It, it took a while, but they deserve credit. Yes, and last night was the first move that said, 2020, we're really good. And, and you know, you go through this potential lineup now and i saw a projection from mlb network on um tuesday evening that had miguel sano batting eighth you know miguel sano batting eighth that's striking pretty dog- out in the eighth spot. that's pretty doggone good though if you can bat eighth so yeah this is a now now 
the first person that sort of, and I, I think he was tipped off the, uh, to this, but the first person that alluded to this possibly being the path was when <laughs> Lavelli Neal of the Star Tribune wrote his preview of the winter meetings in San Diego. And he wrote a pretty in-depth piece about how the Twins might pursue hitting if they couldn't get pitching. Sure. And that's when I first said, oh, he knows something. Like, he's been told, don't count on us get, getting pitching because these guys might go elsewhere. Um, but now if you make a trade for a pitcher, and I don't know if that trade's going to come pre-spring training, uh, trade deadline, but you could put yourself in position now to be in really good shape come late summer. I, I think that trading for starting pitching help is something they need to do sooner rather than later because I don't at this point they're still trotting an Uber driver out there every fifth but day. You're so, but what you said I think hits on the most important point because we're going to focus on, on Donaldson's power, on his success at the plate against the Twins, on the fact that he hit 37 home runs last year. And your point's the best point, his glove. Yeah. The glove changes. Every, you had a guy at third base with a rocket for an arm, but he would fall down when balls were hit towards him. Yeah, he couldn't. He so, could yeah. not play the position defensively. And now they have someone that is now, maybe not quite gold glove caliber, but really good. I will say this: I hope that the former third baseman now is in Fort Myers in the coming days, um, working at first base because that's be. not the one thing about that position. Is I've always found it sort of weird and frustrating when people are like, "Oh, first base, anybody can play first base." Not anybody can pick balls. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And that's what Miguel Plon- struggled with at third. And Planco's going to make not- bad throws, right? Yeah, well, we, we know that. I know. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's not as if Miguel struggled with the throws from third base. That was what he was actually really good at. Yes. He struggled with actually fielding the ball. So that gives me concerns that he will be able to adjust to first well, base. I don't trust him to be able to. I think he needs to work there a lot. But th- <laughs> but this is a really, really positive uh, step towards improving the left side of, of that infield and a defense that I think we all can agree was just not not sufficient last year. How about Miguel saying yesterday at his, uh, his press conference after he signed his three-year contract extension that he could play outfield? He must have been trying to be a good guy, huh? Like, There's I'll no way. That would be a disaster. Oh, they won't. They, they, won't they tried it already. They've tried him in right field. Well, what's funny is his arm His arm gives people, I think, baseball fans get this false sense of security because he's got a howitzer for an arm. Yes. Like, that arm is great. So you look at him and say, oh, my gosh, in right field, he can gun guys out like Dave Parker did, but he can't get to the ball. Can't feel and the third ball. base was the same way. Yeah. Miguel Sano had two things at third base. The arm was one. And I don't know why, but he had the weird ability to go back on pop-ups sure. and make a nice play. But as far as the actual, hey, the ball's hit towards you on the ground, you can't just topple over. Yeah. Last thing, how about my club last night? My rough wild. Night. Rough Turns night on the, the wrong ice. lineup. Bruce, rough. what happened? What or Greg I, Patteron. I saw you posted the, the story about it's a, his, it's uh, a great story. his mess up. And my favorite part about that story wasn't anything that you wrote. It was the picture that you attached to it. Oh, that's an old picture, yeah. But it, it is just, it is the perfect picture to sum up the 2019 2020 Minnesota Wild. Actually, you know what? Go through the USA Today at Library of Pictures, and almost every Boudreaux picture looks something like that. He's always looking mad. But what what's the one NBA pregame thing that we don't think about that could get messed up? Because. You don't think the about the active list, the same thing, same thing, because you but don't it, think about the coach actually happens. But the coach in this case, Bruce said, I in the morning, I start to write it down. It's like old school. He's just writing it down. And he accidentally put Donato in and didn't put pattern in. And the on ice officials are like, dude, then he can't play. How how long that. before the game does that get turned in? I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly. Because we find out in the morning. Like, I remember Declan said that. Oh, it's not turned in by then. I think they tell you what they're going. Let, 
because of the morning skate, yeah. you could tell who's going to be scratched and who's not. I think it's probably, let's say it's a 7 o'clock face-off. My guess is 5 o'clock or so. Okay. That the officials get it. It's like a lineup card in baseball, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Interesting. Because, so Donato's because in, in basketball, your inactives aren't due until... Yeah, it's probably the same. 40 minutes before the game. But how about Donato going? He's like, oh, I'm scratching and I'll get a burger and then I'll go into the locker room and watch the game and I'll ride the exercise bike and the poor assistant equipment guy comes running back. You're in. You got to play. He's like, but I just enjoy this cheeseburger. Yeah. He's like wimpy. He was hungry. I'll gladly pay you for a burger today. And then, then he, uh, he didn't... He didn't he didn't have his first shift until what the end of the second period. Yeah, because well, one that he they had, had for it, the burger to digest. Well, and one he, he was also an extra uh, forward then, and they needed because they were down to five defensemen. Yeah, so they didn't have if he was a defenseman who they could have got in there. Then he probably would have played much quicker. But he was just an extra forward. They but what a mess! Trotted him out there at the wrong position, and then Sidney Cro- and then Sidney Crosby had a big night. And uh, you know first, what? First night back for the kid. Oh, the kid's great. The kid's so the house good. that Sid built. Pittsburgh, yeah, the, the house that Sid built. And now, right. lots of stuff going on. So, Ventline coming up today is going to be a little bit different, as you might imagine. Mm. If you want to talk Vikings, the phone number is still 651-646-8255. But if you want to talk about the storm that Josh Donaldson is bringing to the Twin Cities, the phone number is 651-646-8255. <laughs> Check us out. Score North on 1500 AM, scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app. We start in 22 minutes, and we're going to be talking about Josh Donaldson and his home runs.